0: Hi, welcome to the Powering Payments podcast with Form 3, and uh, this is a two-part series where we're going to be talking about the new payments architecture, or NPA. Uh, not so much talking around what NPA is, there's a lot of industry noise and publications, webinars around the, the actual core of NPA. Um, we're looking at this from a slightly different lens. Uh, today I'm joined by friend and industry leader, Peter. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Thanks, Joe, and, uh Great to see you again. Um, so I'm Peter Harmston. Um, I'm a partner at KPMG and I head up our, our payments consulting
0: business, hence why I'm uh, here chatting to you today. Great, lovely. Uh, so as I say, we're not gonna talk around the, the guts of the NPA itself. Um, I think it's widely accepted there are a lot of additional services, there's additional information data payloads by the move to ISO 222. Um, there is actually, though, a lot of uncertainty with the scope not being fully defined and the timelines still subject to, or potentially subject to change. So really, I guess, where we want to start is how do we cut through the noise? I mean, what is in it for the participants of MPA? Uh, what are your views? Yeah, it's
1: a great, it's a great question, um, Stuart. I think there's a couple of it there. I think we'll talk about noise in a minute because, as I said, there's always that, a lot of noise around these, these programmes. And I think what we've got to take a step back and think about okay, what is the real point of doing MPA? You know, we're going to invest hundreds of millions of pounds in this to deliver something. I think if we go back and just have a quick look at what, what the original point was from the payment strategy form back in in 2017. Um, and this was around, we need to be delivering the best in class for the UK. Um, we need to be able to enable competition, innovation, as you say Stuart, a single set of standards, security and resilience, etc. And I think we're still adhering to those today. And that's what's really important, what, why we need to be doing this. But kind of what's that actually boiled down to, I think is you know, quite interesting, is ultimately it's the ability to innovate. And this is for the banks that are connecting, but also ultimately for the end customer. What new revenue streams are going to be coming off the back of this? How do we get some great new products out there that can be used in the NPA? Um, we've got resilience um, resilience, security, this is going to be world-class platform. And this is what the public expects, Stuart, um, and what our regulators expect. And going to your point about ISO standards, a lot of chat about what does ISO do, et cetera, et cetera. But ultimately, it's that, it's that ability to, to innovate, have great products, talk about cross-border interoperability in the future, um, drive efficiencies and innovation. And these are all the things that the banks need to be thinking
0: about a, as they go forward. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think this isn't a, a a quick one-drop program. There's definitely an evolution that's going to happen within the, the, the banks and participants. So when we think about um, the NPA as something that is going to happen, how can participants use the NPA as a catalyst for strategic change?
1: Yeah, it's a, another another great talking point and a number of conversations I'm having with clients at the moment is 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 this, do I do something that's very tactical um, and I look at the kind of minimal viable product and just kind of limp over the line with this? Or actually, do I think about the long-term strategic view of this on, I need to transform my technology stack. I need to think about um, what's happening from a product perspective and my future roadmap. I need to think about financial crime, and what's my, 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 my piece look like that as well. So this is a really about thinking about long-termism, overlaying with all the other changes that happen with other payments rails, and going, how, how do I turn this into a full transformation journey, um, whether that be cloud migration, whether that be multi-cloud, whether that be technology, whether that be products, and think about that holistically and strategically, because it is going to be a big investment. And if it's not leveraged correctly, then um, I think we're, I think we're all missing a trick, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting point. Um, there's a lot of programs, I guess, within banks that may have been put to one side um, because of other priorities, other investment parts that have been followed. Um, maybe MPA actually could bring the opportunity to bring some of those back to the surface. You, know, you mentioned cloud, I and mean, cloud's a, a very interesting situation for a lot of banks. Uh, we've recently just undertaken a, a survey with Finnextra, um looking at cloud adoption. And it became really clear, actually, that the understanding of what multi cloud, uh, for example, means to different people uh, is is very broad. So uh, from the form three approach, we we view multi cloud as the the pinnacle of resilience and um, scalability. Uh, Other organisations may view cloud as just taking software out of their data centers and putting it into a third-party provider that happens to be cloud-based, so there's definitely some some variations there. Um, Do you think that the approach people take to managing NPA could accelerate things like cloud adoption? Uh, I think it should, Stuart. And I think going to your point a minute ago is there's been lots of
1: things that have been put on the back burner Um, over the years. um, There's a lot of rate-driven change that are taking a lot of the spend portfolio of banks, but this is, this is the real opportunity, given the level of spend and given the level of investment across the front, middle and back office to be able to deliver the MPA. This is a real opportunity. Um, and it's not necessarily, you know, it's, it's a journey. This hasn't got to be a big bang, right, we're gonna move our whole payments infrastructure to a multi-cloud technology, because it's, you know, this needs to be done in stages. But now is time to be thinking about how you move certain applications and parts of your payment stack the cloud to have the resilience, security, flexibility, and cost efficiencies that do that. There's a lot of mystique around the cloud. And what's been, you know, we've talked about Mm -hmm. 10, what the cloud was 10 years ago and what it is today. It's a very different beast. Uh, If our clients for both of our parties aren't aren't thinking about this um, in a a, a roadmap um, around that migration over the next five years, then again, I think they're totally missing a trick. Um, because this is this is the right time to do it and the same happened when we implemented faster payments is it was that trigger for for organisations to go oh do i actually need to
0: start thinking about this now is this the right time to invest given the volume of change that's going to hit us yeah it's going to be an exciting time i think um, before we close off in this first edition and um, where do you see the market do you have um a feeling of how ready people are for MPA? Are people mobilising programs? Um, and certainly the Form 3 customer base, and we support a vast number of uh, FPS participants, so we are insulating them a lot from the change. So they're already quite a, a good step forwards. Um, what you, what's your view on industry readiness as a whole? I think it's I think it's mixed. Um, but I think what's finally
1: happening is is a number of participants are going, actually, this is this is happening. There's no way this is not going to happen. It's the right thing to do for the country, right thing to do for the economy, right thing to do for our customers. Um, and Pay UK, as you know, the ones who are, who are running this are doing a, a stellar job at, at driving everyone towards a, a common vision, but it's hard. As you say, as we talk about, it's hard. There's lots of noise in the system, given the complexity and the fact that everybody wants to do, do their best. Um, and I think different people are at different stages. But I think what we're we're seeing now and we'll see kind of coming into early next calendar year is a, is a big ramp up um, of people really going okay we've got we've got QS, um, obviously the timelines for uh, the Swift work is is also slightly pushed out as well. so people start thinking about where this sits in their priority for next calendar year. Um, as far as most clients have now got programs set up, which is great um but I see a massive acceleration through through twenty twenty three as the momentum continues to go on this. But I think at that point, going to your earlier point, Stuart, is you know, who they're partnering with to get this done, as it's going to be, a, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. This isn't just about MPA. This is about back migration in the future. This is around your full cloud strategy and who they're partnering with, be that from a you know, vendor and partnership perspective to deliver this is really important. But overall, I think people
0: are starting to get ready um, but there's still a lot of hard work to do. Yeah, indeed, indeed. It's interesting. I'm just going back to the uh, the opening point around the the noise and some uncertainty. Um, the the one certain thing is that this is going to happen, and the opportunities that it presents um, clearly by waiting until everything's defined could introduce risk. And I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the second session. Um, but yeah, the time is definitely now to to start. Planning and mobilizing and taking the, taking the steps towards NPA. No, oh, you're you're absolutely spot on because I say it's
1: it's. I always say to clients, it is happening, and it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, you know, focus that, you know, keep going, um, and also make sure you're doing right, making the right decisions now, because you'll never get 100 certainty in the programs of this size.
0: Um, so, yeah, a really exciting times, Joe. Brilliant, Peter. Thanks for your time. We'll catch up again in the second episode. Thanks, Joe.